Hello and welcome to the Occupied Podcast, an unofficial podcast discussing the Norwegian television show Occupied, and we are here for season three, episode three, May. Ooh. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, you guys May normally day. jump in, so I wait for that. Um, I, I'm Jack. I'm here in Oslo with. And over in the States is. Kevin. And John. <laughs> Can I love the way John says that every time. It's so nice. All right. Can that be our intro? Can we like can we get someone who listens to like sample John saying his name and like in different notes and stuff and do you make think an intro song? What are the odds that some, one of our six listeners uh, <laughs> actually knows how to do that? You're being very generous with six. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Thanks, thank you, Kevin. All right, guys. Uh, sure thing. Let's uh, let's jump into the episode. And again, I know I said this at the beginning of every episode, but. Oh my God! The show is moving so fast. Um, yes, it is. It's yes, it and is. this one I really liked. Total spy thriller, um, mm-hmm. and I also really appreciate the conversations on post occupation issues uh, because yep. I yeah. find that I find that super interesting. Um, because I mean, the show has always been morally ambiguous, but even this stuff really, really gets me going on that. And they also throw in like a crazy spy thriller stuff. So good balance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's also a lot of like national pride kind of stuff where mm-hmm. you see the the the, the country the countrymen of, of Norway being like, yep. yeah, these profiteers are are no good. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure we'll dig On deep into that. So I've got some questions that we'll go through uh, as we get deeper. Um, but we will begin with the start of the episode, which the starts start. at Oslo Airport with uh, Hilda mm-hmm. addressing the press uh, now that the expulsion uh, law has uh, has been uh, removed, and, and so. Uh, in, yeah. So sorry. Right, right from the get go, we we uh, learned that there has been an, an expulsion, like instituted. Right? Oh well, no, no. At the end of the last episode, there was we saw some of the planes leaving. Yeah, we lo- we. So we, this is jumped to two weeks later. However, correct. Because Jesper was uh, was trying to get as many people out as possible, and then a court's ruled that this was um, an illegal. They voided the law. And so uh, we're seeing everybody, those who had residencies, were allowed to come back. And so we see, like, Petter and his, his uh, happy to see his girlfriend and his son coming back. Um, so I have a question yeah, about this, though. Because I, I don't get, like, if, if Jesper is doing well and he's playing the game and doing his thing, mm-hmm. how, but then the Supreme Court still overturns the thing he really wants to do. Like, could yeah, he I guess keep blackmailing Yeah, him? it was... Go ahead, Kevin. No, just so yeah, that like what was the the point of of all that? And like, is he is he? I, I don't know. I, I have the same question. So, yeah, I can I mean, see I the guess... game. Go ahead, John. Well, he. I mean, he still dissolved Parliament, so he got them to mm-hmm. do what he really wanted there. But mm-hmm. maybe they wanted to reassert themselves in some way. Um, I mean, it also is possible. It, it seems like his expulsion decree was just super obviously illegal or it's so That's, so it seemed so it seemed to hilda uh among others so i agree with I that know. john i my my reading of it was probably he enacted a law it went into effect they were trying to just he's just trying to get them out of the country because i'm sure once they're out of the country it com- becomes harder to get them back in so but then now that this ruling was blatantly I- illegal I'm, i think it probably worked its way through the judicial system right yeah which is probably why Hilda knows so much about it. Yes, yeah. she's, she's good on that stuff. She is good on that stuff. Yep. So, also, was there just just one plane? It was just the uh, one plane, right? 
I'm sure All it's the Russians a lot. Fit into, it was a clown car kind of plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's well, but they, they do they do all know each other because yes. uh, as we find out at the at the end of this scene, it's like, oh no, there's the one person. Oh, Mister Rova, that's definitely your girlfriend. Definitely, Sorry, yeah. but well, like, you, every you other got, Russian wait, got at, and we know unf- that just that's, her. I think that's unfair because it's actually easy to spot because most Russians, to my understanding, are just uh, bears on unicycles. And <laughs> and like when you see one yep. that's not, it's uh, it kind of stands it's, out It's in alarming. Mm, yes. yeah, Thick furry like, hats, what? right? Yes. That Russian is not uh, How are we? We are so off that. track already. Um, but no, we do see okay. we do see Sidorova waiting with the flowers and her one hand and a oh. hand in the pocket and the other. And it, I, I, I'm so used to seeing her as like this unflappable person, and it you, it, it really broke my heart because I just yeah yeah I, it was rough it is. yeah that was not not great. It's int- It's very interesting. I mean, this season I think is the most we've ever really really get to see. Uh, the depth of Sidorova because I mean she's always been just kind of this like monolith for Russia and now oh my God, to yeah. see her in vulnerable positions I think uh, it's been quite uh, quite interesting and uh, yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah and this this episode yeah in particular it's like oh you kind of get to see mm-hmm. the humanity yeah. in her and and the the links that she she goes to to to, to get Lubia back yeah and be, well we know that Luba was uh, detained in Moscow told by the uh, by was Petter's girlfriend and uh, they said that her pe- passport was taken. So Isn't it Petter's isn't it Petter's wife? I thought they were married. Did they say I think he I said my wife. Said, I'm happy. He's my just wife. said that he ha- <laughs> He just said that he has a, a child with a Russian woman. Okay. I wasn't But this but, is Norway so there's no Does he say yeah. no, no, but when he said when he said I'm happy to just I'm happy to get so and so back. Yeah. The beginning okay. of this episode. I thought it was my wife. Okay. I think. Uh, well, hmm. well uh, it, it is neither here nor there. In any event. In any event. So we uh, we get the credits, and then we go to Nikolai uh, talking to Sidorova, and um, she he doesn't want to help her, but she blackmails him in that way that it doesn't seem like blackmail. Yeah. And then uh, into helping her, and he gives. Uh, I don't know, t- that's. that's- Pretty explicit blackmail. Yeah, I, but she, she, she said, "I I've known you for a long time. I I know what you've done." Yeah, I guess there's got to be some specific thing that he's like, "Oh, right." There well, was obviously, time yeah, in, yeah. in Minsk. Where yeah, I, well, it's when you say kill, it with a smile on your face, covering up the killing the guy, right? Oh, did she know, did about, she know that? about that? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I mean, Nikolai's done some shit. The fact yeah. he knew, he know, the fact that he knows how to get rid of a body in such a nonchalant way it means like, <laughs> dude's done this a couple times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ain't his first rodeo. Yeah, Ain't well, his first he, occupation. He 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 tells her to uh, speak to Kash uh, or Yorsky. I I H O R Ski Orski Yorsky Orski in Oslo, and I cannot wait to get to talking about him. Yes, I have so many questions about a lot of the the Russian infrastructure. Fortunately, we are about to get to that. Yes, but not before we talk more about Bento, which, hey, Bento finally gets wrapped into the main plot of the show, which I feel like we've been waiting for. So this, uh, she's been out in the wilderness for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Benta, uh, she approaches the owner of the restaurant, Igor, and uh, gives the pitch about mm-hmm. getting to uh, become a partner in the business. And <laughs> Benta and Maya are, are sitting there while Igor joins them, and they agree to negotiate the next day. Um, and also, Nikolai comes by, uh, where we quickly learn... Just uh, ushers her... Go ahead. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, he, 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 she's, uh, Benta's talking to, to the guy, and... Yeah. 
He's like, oh, she's like, okay, how about this? They're like, um, well, what do you think? And then Nikolai comes in and he's like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just yeah. shoos her away unceremoniously. And she's yeah, like, yeah, with oh, her talk okay, of the place. I guess this conversation and, uh, is over. And the. Yeah, so, it was kind of weird. That she, the, it was kind of just awkward. I don't know what that was. It was a hard pitch. It's, uh, she came it was, in. She came in. She came in confident. I like that. I just yeah. feel so bad for Maya. Yes, okay, so it's, Ma- it's the, Maya's it's birthday. birthday. It's Maya's birthday. Her mom it's is her being birthday. so weird and irrational and pushy and for work. her birthday, I, mean, I got her this restaurant. What do you think? Isn't that a nice gift? At no, least it's Maya, not. At least that's way Maya, too much. Maya gets a friend in this episode. Yes. Right? So that's, she does. Yeah, that's true. So we'll I, see that. We'll see. So I'll take that. But uh, yeah, Benta man. I, I bet Maya's like, what? Wait, so do does this mean I have to work at the restaurant? Am I like in charge of the restaurant now? Also, what's going on? Speaking of Maya's neglect of Maya, Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to bring up a theme that is going to continue throughout this episode and perhaps into the future, which is that uh, she eats terribly. She eats Uh, terribly. I mean, right at this moment, we've seen her. I I think with three or four empty ice cream kind of. Uh, Sunday dessert vases. I don't know what you call it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna chalk that up to just the writers not knowing how to write children. As I said, this is Kevin. This is Kevin's bugaboo for the season. It is. I I don't know what they're just. They're not people. They're just (laughs) items in a scene. (laughs) Yeah, I do feel pretty bad. No, like like to their disservice. I I I don't know. I agree. You know what I mean. I yeah. do. I, I I appreciate that. And now that Kevin pointed it out, it's like all I know in every scene yes. when I do watch it, I am watching the kids <laughs> and being like, what's going on here? Yeah. You're, Why are they there? What you're are, not they, a human child. I mean, you are... is, you're not a human child. Yeah. Um, but uh, here, let's let's go to the next scene. So Sidorova goes to the uh, Orthodox Church and meets a man, <laughs> what I describe as either, either straight out of central casting on a Soviet spy-looking dude or also a teeny bit like the Six Flags dancing guy, <laughs> which, if you remember you know that commercial, I, deep cut. I certainly do. Deep cut. I remember yeah. one of our teachers in in high school yes, dressing dressed up, up like that. That, that man for. Uh, but yeah. um, no, I I I'm guessing uh, the latter. Yeah, def- no, I mean he does look like it, and he he he, he <sighs> man, he he does. He has the same swagger and confidence that Sidorova we have seen. Yep. In the, mm-hmm. when she's in the position of power, because, I mean, Russian spies they're they're good at, they're good at their job. Um, yeah. So Moscow doesn't trust her anymore. Yes. That's what so, he is, tells yeah, her. In this he scene. tells her that she needs to prove to Moscow because they don't trust her anymore, and if she ever wants her girlfriend back. Um, <laughs> so, but Sidorova takes the um, uh, uh, takes that news and uh, first goes to Hilda meeting at her house, and uh, mm-hmm. one of her first questions is, is the house bugged? And does yeah. it in that smarray with the sticky note? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she and then she takes the sticky note, like, crumples it up and, like, eats it. And, <laughs> no, she didn't eat it. But I, that's that's kind of points to, um, we, we, were, we were talking earlier about the fact that Sidorov, like, oh, we just discovered Sidorov has a girlfriend now, and she's pregnant, and, like, it's this new thing, and... We're talking about bits because Sidorova is very sneaky. This mm-hmm. is one of the ways that she is a is a former Soviet operative. Like, yeah. she walks into a room and into an uh, you know a house, and the first thing she thinks of is, okay, is this house bugged? How do I cover myself? Yeah, that's uh, while I'm in an unfamiliar 
plays. It's because she does the work. Would Hilda know? That's how she sneaks That's around. That's the thing. Hilda wouldn't no. know. Hilda I, would have no idea. I, I think she would have because I think she Hilda tore might. through the house. No, no. I, my thought is because Yufik is still the head of oh, PST at this point. Yeah. No, he's not. He, he, he is leaving. He is in the process because he's... He, he is, yes, yes, yes. He is in the process of leaving, leaving, but they're still in that house and police have gone through multiple times. But I, w- I would imagine the head, of, this, the head of PST would probably have his house swept for bugs on a regular basis. I, I would think so, uh, but at the same time, Hilda like, ransacks her own house looking for that letter. Yeah. So yeah. I figure like she was, she was like I'm I've seen every single bit sure. of this house I I know there's no no yeah. bugs or maybe would Hilda even know what that looks like That's what besides I'm they're all car- they're all carrying cell like. phones around which is just walking like you're yeah. just exactly. walking around yeah. with a microphone <laughs> in your pocket <laughs> they really wanted they could just hack into that and yeah, yeah record everything so anyway and uh, take take down a finished jet while you're at it I mean whatever yeah. So Sidorova asked Hilda to set up a meeting with uh, with Jakob, um, who we later learned is an agent of Polish intelligence called AW. Um, Pol- okay, yeah, yeah, that was one. I had, I had a yeah, question. Had about to repeat like, it about nine times to hear the word Polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah we not, did too. Did not yeah. catch that. Okay. Actually, if I'm a nerd out, I know what AW is. So, I didn't. so you what is AW? Uh, no, I knew Polish. Like I was like, are they saying Polish AW? Like, isn't that a root beer or like, or is it a, is it a Polish <laughs> intelligence agency? That's A and W. Oh, there. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kevin. Um, so wait, what 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 is what does AW stand for? It's something in Polish. Oh, good job. Uh, you said you knew what it Jack's was. Jack's so. quickly typing stands for Polish. Intelligence. <laughs> Great. Good good job there. Good job there, man. A W. Forward Foreign Intelligence Agency. Got yeah. okay, okay, got it. Got there we go. Got Straightforward. It. Cool. Okay, that, that I could have said anything and you guys would have Alright. Um You're right. You're yeah. right. So um uh Sidorova, blah, 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 what do I have that? Oh, the next scene we get after that is Jesper uh is watching the May eighth uh, cel- uh Liberation Day celebrations in which Vold uses the platform as an attack. To attack mm. uh, Jesper's ex-wife Astrid, who we have not heard anything. Yeah, what the? Oh, I yeah. forgot about. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, but she apparently made a Did lot of money really, yeah. uh, from the Russian oil and gas sector, uh, and, and Volt, which is you know and, these are the oligarchs who stole the money from Norway. Um, and there's one little bit of world building that is really nice. It's a really quick shot, but you know Volt has been having these series of of rallies or uh, you know speeches mm-hmm. and this one you it's a really quick shot of like rows of military mm-hmm. personnel and like standing at attention it's like a much bigger in order of magnitude size um, bigger than his previous speech yeah, so I, I think it's like just showing his growing uh, his growing popularity his growing you know support from the public and from the military Especially the military, given his uh, obvious connection to them. I mean, that's where he's probably relying on for his support as he is campaigning. I mean, again, his his yeah. name is violence. His yeah. name is he's, violence, yeah. He's going to be in charge of the, the military. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I feel like he has pretty, like, at least the potential for broad support, too. Because there are probably mm-hmm. a lot of people in the general population that are still pretty pissed off. Well, t- so sure. we have... Let's talk, why don't we go into that a little bit? So we have we know from the, in this episode there are three people running for for office, and we've got Jesper, yes. we got Vold, and we have Petter. Mm-hmm. Oh, Petter Bjornstad. 
which Beyond Stein. Yeah, uh, we're, we're <laughs> doing great. Yeah, we're we'll, we're, we're doing we'll great. Be, who do you so? So obviously, Petter's on the. Uh, I don't want to like say pro pro Russian, but I don't know like what what sides unity. of the spectrum. He's yeah, unity, unity yeah. And, yeah. and kind of very more more welcoming and open. And he's the third party. Uh, Vold, you know. yeah, Vold's on on the. I would say the opposite of Petter. He's more the like retribution we need side. And Jesper is is. I feel like he's trying to. He's closer to the Vold side, but is is trying to strike a balance between yes. which in his yes. invitation to have Fritjof come back, in his his denunciation of those kind of uh, any serious violence activities. It's kind of like almost like in the primaries in the U.S. system, like there, a Vold is pulling. Yes, to, is, yes. is, is, yeah, is yeah. to the let's say let's say to the right. Let's say that's that's to the right of. Jesper and might be taking the votes away from him and and, and exploiting that kind of um, that feeling in the in the population. But I don't know then how much because it doesn't feel like Jesper has to compete with Petter at all. Yeah, just from the, not that we see. I don't. We don't really get a feeling of Petter's support okay. other than the like we know that obviously the Russians. But we don't. Yeah. We, as far as when we've seen some world building scenes, it's been a lot of anti-Russian amongst Norwegian population. Yes. Not not a ton yeah. of. Support. I guess, but or... is that so is but is Petra's position like uh, is that emblematic of like is it a you know one to one comparison to the U.S. kind of politics where there's like a, a, a right and left party and then like a third party spoiler somewhere in the middle or is Petra like p- going to be part of like going to get folded in with the yeah that's well, it, as a whole it is closer to that to to what you're talking about as far as being a parliamentary system so they all these. Um, all of these uh, parties, you don't vote for a specific person. You uh, the, the coalitions form, and when there's a majority, right. then they, they, that party goes into power. But I met, but it's not clear because also they're also not really they're not real parties, and they are pretty much embodied by um, the heads of, of yeah. the right, mm-hmm. right. So it's 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 a little bit but, off. And I mean, Petter could end up being kingmaker here. Exactly. So, yeah. so we'll, I yeah, mean, okay. And and we also have to remember that the on the issues, um, Jesper is also still trying to do the environment environment thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a whole other dimension that, like, doesn't fit along this axis of unity versus retribution. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a side thing I, that's kind of a big side I, thing. Yeah, I, I th- but he's doing it in, in like, a... A nationalistic kind of sense. He's like, we we can produce our own power. We can be, we can get back to the, you know, the, the powerhouse that we once were without oil, without the help, without Russian interference. Mm-hmm. So it's like that. It's I think it's tied directly to, you know, being involved in in Russian affairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although that being that being said, I think, um, Jesper is also, try, though he does not like the European treaty. He, uh, as between him and Vold, he's the one who is willing to accommodate to some extent and recognize the realities of the situation and try to make it work until they can come to some solution or they can replace the energy. Vold, I think, would, you know, kick the Europeans out right now. Right. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems. Yeah. Which is interesting. Because Norway is not in the best of bargaining position at the moment. No. From Jesper's position. Against... Because yeah, he, they, he Jesper needs to push for his own agenda, while balancing, not pushing too hard to exact some kind of retribution back from from the EU in this case. Right. Less so Russia. I don't feel get the feeling like Russia is like threatening to go back in again. 
I don't think so, but yeah. they're, I mean, in it, they want to go back to after the oil. Yeah. But anyway, I, yeah. speaking of oil, I think we should uh, move on to that scene. Hydroelectric plant. Yeah, the hydroelectric plant where uh, the, the, way, the way the reporter in this scene was written, I was like, <laughs> if, if, that, if that reporter was in the U.S., he would get punched in the face. Like, <laughs> Tell me why. Mostly Tell for the why. commentary. So, he's, so this whole scene is Jesper standing in front of these reporters, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, I have never, mm-hmm. ever, and, uh, and will never, you know, uh, cooperate with or work with war, uh, profiteers. Yes. And then immediately some guy's like, you sure? <laughs> you sure about that? Wait, what? I was like, uh, yeah, I am. And then, uh, and so this reporter tells... Uh, Jesper about yeah. the Stellix, uh, yeah, the Stellix. Like, involvement. Like, how the hell does Jesper not know about this? Oh, I know that People is. People keep mean... getting information fr- <sighs> from other from like. This is bad. This is like <laughs> big a piece of news. This is a major failure yeah, in basic due diligence. Like before you roll out yeah. a political campaign, <laughs> but it, like so, I mean, we all know. Like Jesper has like only two political advisors for his entire campaign, so maybe right. that's how it got missed. But maybe we learned that. So it's what, yeah. seventy-three million. They Stellix had a two uh, two years earlier received seventy-three million kroner from Russia to train the oil and gas workers. So yeah, that's that's and pretty then, bad. And then, and then the reporters like, seems like there's a lot you don't know, Mister mm-hmm. Jesper. Yeah. So <laughs> um, like. Someone yeah. would have turned around and went, "Fuck you!" Oh yeah. In the face. Well, here, uh, back. So uh, we're, let's go into uh, this topic a little bit more. But first, let me just run down the rest of the scene because uh, back at the government offices, they cancel the contract, and Ivar, the guy mm-hmm. from Silicon Valley, says that that's not going to be enough, and that people are angry, and that they need a new target to focus on because it's turning against Jesper. So he proposes mm-hmm. Benta because she made thirty-three million uh, kroner off of her hotel sale, but. My, my question here is, I want to talk a bit about the war profiteers. Do you think, uh, like, Benta or Stellix are legitimate targets, in your opinion, for the ire and the anger? Be- because, I mean, like, we, we see pictures uh, later on of, like, uh, Photoshop Benta with a shaved head. And we yeah, know the acid yeah. attack is coming. So that's obviously, like, sets us up a bit. But... I'm wondering how the how people should be treated in this situation because on one end I like in my opinion there there are on the spectrum there are people who enriched themselves and became very very mm-hmm. wealthy off of the off of this versus there are people that I imagine had to do this just to survive like if you owned if you owned a a, a coffee shop next to a Russian office that just shut up and Russians were coming in and buying from you every day like. You kind of that's you kind of have to, and I wouldn't really consider yourself for, uh, as a profiteer. And mm-hmm. I, I don't. I also don't I, know what we're supposed to do uh, um, it, it, with regards to Stellix, because I, obviously the comparisons we keep drawing to in this is the German occupation, because mm-hmm. that actually happened. But that was a case, as noted by the Supreme Court um, earlier in, in the, one of the earlier episodes, that the. In that case, the Germans invaded, occupied the country, and the government resigned because they were like, this is not legitimate. However, in this case, the Russians came in, the government never resigned, the political they system with did continue, yeah, Russians. and worked with them. So I'm wondering if you're a company or a person, does that lev- le- give some kind of legitimacy to say like, wait, am I am I not collaborating? Like, not, there, there, there's no, 
legal or political instrument that's been enacted that is says like we are supposed to resist or, or we are not supposed to operate with these guys but right because right. it's mostly functionally on a moral you're supposed to look at this and be like wait this is not okay even though all of it is still legal yeah so right i think the i think the main line that they're gonna tr- that they're gonna try and mm-hmm. you know toe is between so bent like benta she she was lucky because her her clientele uh, was you know Right next to the, the was she was a very successful restaurant, mm-hmm. and you know that kind of led her into some other yeah. uh, things. But the fact that she was just in the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be Im- important in in her defense. Mm-hmm. But the people who were like uh, like Stelex, who trained Russians mm-hmm. to do Norwegians' jobs, they kind of like took away from from the Norwegians and gave to Russians. So I think, I think that's why. Yeah, although gonna... remember that, I mean, Benta did sell part of her restaurant initially. She like had a Russian partner mm-hmm. and then right. I, you could, that could be seen as bringing a Russian person in on the whole. Absolutely. Know, Norway. And, and, and she ben... was very dedicated to like serving Russians and all yes. Russians. At some point. She, yeah, she created a Russian menu. She, mm. there was Russian decor. There was Russian. She was clearly catering to a Russian audience and so, so that's a different thing. But she wasn't taking anything away. Yeah, she wasn't taking away from Norway. Yeah, she was actually... No, but it's not... But it's not a, to me, it's not about that. It's about um, if, you ha- if you have a store or whatever and you continue operating just as you did before and you don't change your ways and you don't do anything different and it, the only thing that happens is that, like, the people who come buy coffee now are Russians and not, mm-hmm. not necessarily Norwegians and you don't make any more money than before... Then, then maybe fair enough. Not great, but maybe fair enough. But yeah, if you ch- right. but if you create a Russian menu to attract more Russian restaurant goers, absolutely mm-hmm. no. I yeah, man. I, oh. I well uh, one. I think the proposal that Jesper gives, I think, is the perfect antidote to it. The idea that okay, if you made a ton of money, if you give it back. Yeah. If you give it back to the government, you yeah. take it back to the system, the profit, then we're gonna, then we're gonna, you know, we're gonna wipe the slate clean. Yep. Like as long you're not if if it's just commerce you were involved in. Like I think because right, because yeah. it's a comp. Who, who, Go ahead, John. Who are you giving it back to? I mean, I, I would imagine like, the government. And it, it's, but yeah. that, that, but it's for what like to what end? I mean that so. Like, uh, if, Benta would give back the proceeds from her restaurant yeah. to the government. That's like, what are they going to use it for? So I don't know. in my my in my thought process, I would want I would, want to, I would well, well I would want to head off. I mean this is just this is me writing my own fan fiction. Um, I would say like you want to head you want to have some kind of like similar like a truth and reconciliation committee because you can't just go around. I mean, you could, and I think it would be a very bad idea to just start throwing everyone in jail or having reprisals and attacks on these people. So you want to get ahead of it. And I think a way of saying you give all the money back, we're going to put it, let's say we'll put it, we'll set up a new government task force, we'll put the money in, and those people, that money is going to go to helping the people that were hurt in the occupation. Yeah. And so your money is, and we're going to, you know, if you lost your job or God forbid you you served your country and you were attacked or hurt or or whatever, we're going to use that money to help improve your life and get you better. And I think that's a good way to kind of, the, the, the people who were hurt get helped and the people who benefited it's better than them going to jail or being hurt. Like it's, yeah, I think yeah. it's, that would be, that my, makes sense. I think that's, that's the way to go about this. You should totally write fan fiction. I, I, that's great. That I, was really great. Thanks, buds. 
You guys. Or are maybe nice you should city. just run a country. Mm, that would be much. That would be not as good. Uh, so then, so Greta goes to London. Yeah. Oh well. First, uh, first I got Benta and Igor to uh, finish their negotiations. So she oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's in a weak position and has negotiated been negotiated down to fourteen percent and gets the right, call, yeah, yeah. just after gets a call from the Vega reporter who says her assets have been frozen. <laughs> and she's and, and at the same time she gets a letter from the hotel yes, yes. being like you are you have five hundred sixty thousand dollars and. But, okay, it. but also, also, yeah, is is that five hundred sixty thousand kroner rubles? It's gonna be rubles. Rubles, rubles, yeah. right, right. What's okay, the so what? Is, all right, ruble to dollar. Oh wow, not not great for the ruble. <laughs> yeah, uh, nine thousand ninety four dollars or so. I've got oh, one. No, wow, I got that's... six sixty sixty one U S dollar is sixty one rubles at the moment. Still, right, she's... so five hundred sixty thousand is about nine thousand yeah. U.S. dollars. Okay, okay so it's she's still, it's okay. Still so that's not grand. I mean, still. that's not great if you. Don't I mean, have when, when your assets have been frozen. Yeah, and you right. have zero. So, to talk about to... places I probably wouldn't want to be in hock to someone, uh, <laughs> owing a lot of money. Russia, <laughs> like yeah. one of those places. Yep. that's yep. not great. Yeah, not great. Yeah, though I, I'm sure the justice system is generous. Norwegian. Yeah, um, but I not, wrote, yeah, I wrote in my notes that. What's the only thing that's worse than being a, um, a single mom, foreigner, <laughs> female in Moscow? And it is being a broke. Broke. Who owes money to Who a... Who owes money. Yeah. Oh, and we see Maya's friend. And Maya's we see Maya's friend. friend. Maya gets a friend. God bless her. All right. Uh, and they get and they get uh, room service because that's what service. they live on, right? Yeah. We're going to get room service. Yes. Oh, I have And that. so, And so she, the Maya's friend is, is Russian. That's why they're all speaking in English. Right. Presumably, yeah. Presumably, right? Or I don't know, or, she, another or, or another international. I assume they they're sending Maya to an international school. Okay, so yeah. that she could be there. But um, Greta goes uh, to London, uh, as Kevin noted. So she, under the guise of seeing her sick granddaughter, and they see uh, Benta complications on, from an appendectomy. Yes, uh, they see Benta on the news, and uh, and Jesper and Greta wants. So Greta reveals to her, uh, well, to us. And, and her um, son, that she he wants him to return the money that he made off the Stellux sale. I, and as I've, I already mentioned, I think this is so smart, especially now, like, this is a way to get ahead of it and try to, I mean, try to try to head off any, the, the reprisals and kind of set a benchmark for what's to be expected. Because mm-hmm. otherwise yeah. it's going to go, you know, where they're going to be out shaving heads in yes. the street. If, yeah. I have a, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, as I have a question about this, this scene and, and just how, like, what the, the the whole setting of it? Mm-hmm. So, Greta goes to London, uh, meets her son uh, Fritzoff, um, yeah. who's ma- married to some Brit, uh, an English, a British, yeah. Yeah, some <laughs> some English speaking. Yeah, um, they're all so they at night they're sitting around with their mm-hmm. you know little nightcaps, watching uh, Norwegian news in London. Yeah, Sky TV. Do they? Yeah, do they? Like, do they have a sling? They got a VPN. But also, like, what? This is a slight future in which weird thorium energy is possible. So As, this is possible. Too. Uh, thorium energy is possible. It's uh, we could do a whole other podcast on that. But don't don't get me started. The thorium on, podcast. The thorium welcome. podcast. We got to come up with a better Listen, name, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. The thorium podcast. Oh, oh, um, yeah, yes we do. Oh boy, do yes we do. Okay, uh, but anyway, it, it just seems weird that they'd be sitting around watching Norwegian news, like with their kid. It's it's like you'd be what I, I don't know. I, my, I wouldn't want my to do that. My head cannon is Greta puts it on. 
on as a way to start talking yeah. about it with mm. Andrew Duff. And listen, these guys, like, Fritjof is rich enough to have a really fancy Apple TV, and on Apple TV and on all the other smart TVs, you can get the yeah, NRK right. app. Yeah, there you go. That is true. BBC, okay. So you can just watch there it. There it is. I explained. We're in the future. You're right. I also anything love... Is, anything is possible. I also love that they named this character Fritjof. Yeah, why? Be- yeah. Just because, to me, Fritjof is a name... like. Um, if it was a couple of generations ago, yeah. it would be like manly man tech name, like Fritjof Nansen. But please tell me now that it's but a douchebag name because he looks like a douchebag. He does it's look like a douchebag. Work in finance, and you have that hair that makes you look like you're <laughs> yeah, in finance. And you have an offshore so account in what was the name of the plate? Was God knows. Jor- Jor- Guernsey. 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 Yeah. Guernsey. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a bailiwick. Yes. It's a bailiwick. Or an, a crown dependency. Yeah. So while they while the writers might struggle writing uh, children, mm-hmm. but they uh, do, they are great at uh, coming up with names for douchey guys mm-hmm. in their early thirties. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Uh, let's. That's uh, great. Let's keep it going. I love that. So I've got that. Uh, my favorite scene comes up next. Wait, what? Jakob and Sidorova? Yeah. 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 So because so, yeah. <laughs> So I mean, she so they she meets with Sidorova and Hilda and Jakob, this mm. master student. Air quotes that Quite you can't unquote. see, but I'm yeah. holding them up. Yeah. Um, and then they get in the room, and then you know, being as polite as ever, Sidorova's like, "Okay, Hilda, can you leave now? Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye." <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, "So you work for Polish Intelligence?" Yeah, like, she's like, "No." Like and no, she's like, no, but you do. Okay, so let's okay, talk turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I do but, like she okay. just cuts like, wow. right into it. She's like, all right. But I'm she caught. she also does another another like the sneaky thing, like making sure she's covered. She turns away from the window so that mm-hmm. if someone was watching her, Ooh. can't read the lips. Yeah. Good I, catch. I do like and they both and they both turned away from the window. That's why I was like, why aren't they making eye eye contact? Oh, it's because they're you know and that's so smart. I will say I do. So Polish intelligence, uh, okay. In the next scene, I, 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 have, a, I have a point. We'll, we'll move yes, here. Yes. So in the next scene, this is where the show kind of pivots into like high-speed spy thriller. where Because yes. we go to and Moscow the apparatus and we see uh, Lubia, who is, pre- who is pregnant, um, uh, which we weren't sure last time. And we know now she is definitely the one that's yeah. pregnant. Um, she is 100% pregnant. pregnant. So she yeah. goes to the doctor who is secretly, I guess, Polish intelligence and, like, shows her the message and and uh, hel- helps pass along saying, that, okay, we're going to smuggle you out of the country and they have the group of guys waiting. And I'm like, oh, man, like, Polish intelligence, these are the people that there are literal jo- but, uh, jokes that their their government, you know, that their, their submarines have screen doors. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I mean, like if I'm right, like, right, right. I, 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 they're not exactly the the sharpest well, crayons in the tool shed. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, so so what are we finding unconvincing here? That I they, don't know. I just if I was going could, up against could, if I was going up against Russian intelligence, I would be like, you know who I need to call? Poland. <laughs> Get me Warsaw well, on the yeah, line. Although, ex- but I mean, it's not as if. I, I guess correct me if I'm wrong. The sense I got, it's not as if every every other European power has intelligence agents in Norway that Sidorova could go talk to in person. I imagine there's some intelligence sharing going on, and so she yeah, yeah, yeah. went yeah. to she went to like a European 
powers, mm. intelligence agency. Granted, it's not like Germany or the UK. Yeah. But uh, and and got and is getting help and then there's some network she's getting tapped into that way and mm-hmm. I, I i mean because the, the the information that she gave was about a danish person right it wasn't about a Correct. polish person so there, there has is, to be some, right, yeah. some sharing and in, intel there is some going nato alliance or eu intelligence sharing in, under this premise yeah, yeah. So, so i don't so get she, the idea is NATO so she's still giving exists? that because in the very, I very first episode, NATO... we know the EU has left NATO. No, we know America's left NATO. Oh, sorry. America's yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I misspoke. Uh, Amer- America has left NATO, but we don't know if NATO... Like, there's no one references NATO. I mean, the EU yeah. could be picking up the slack, basically. But, yeah, because there is an independent... Because we do know there is an EU, which they do reference, an EU defense organization, yeah. mutual defense organization. Yeah. Yeah. EU which for... Norway is not even in. Like there's no, no there is no point well, here we that don't... we say the e, that Norway's in the EU. No. Yeah. So it's... but they might be still in the defense. Mm, but they're but EA. like all the energy that they yeah. but like they're working with Germany to like on yeah yeah, yeah energy transfer. So it's like they're yeah. still in they're not in the EU. It's kind of like the deal with Sweden. Like ever hear how we have a uh, Sweden's not in NATO. And there's a, uh, and it, huh. even though there's kind of an, I think there, there's kind of an understanding that if if Sweden was ever like invaded by the Russians, it'd be like, we're going okay. in to protect our strategic hey. meatball reserves. <laughs> All right, cut it out, Russians. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, I- I- Lubia is taken by the Polish intelligence. They get in the car where the two agents give her the cover story, and they start driving to Georgia, which I checked, and it is exactly like exactly a twenty-four hour drive from Moscow to the border with Georgia. Whoa! Yes. So yikes! So she had uh, had enough time to uh, get her st- story straight. Um, right. Should make a lot more sense that she was like by the time they rolled up to pretty sick and yeah, not uh, in great, not in a great. Shape. Needing to roll down the window yet again. <laughs> but wait, did she roll down the window or did she just vomit on the floor of the car? No, she rolled the window down. Okay. Yes, she Trust did. No, like, did I she? Call. I yeah. thought she threw up in a bag. I thought she just vomited right in front of her in the floor yeah, yeah, of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did vomit in the, the middle. Middle. car, but oh. she also rolled the window down to oh. get some fresh air. Oh, oh yeah, she yeah. did. She did. Yeah. She wanted fresh air and then she vomited it. And, yeah. Cool. All right. Gl- I'm glad we have Didn't that level of attention to detail. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page of where Lubia yeah. vomited. Yeah. Are we good? Are we clear? We're good. good. We good. Okay. Let's get back to Jesper's campaign strategy. So they see an online uh, profit list where people are populating and posting gifts on social media um, of people who are listed as collaborators, which I think totally would happen in real life. And oh. I think it would definitely oh, sure. be done by uh, 4chan. Or whatever, oh, for, Chan, or whatever, <laughs> whatever Chan is. Yeah, because like I know they the they maintained the Antifa list, the doxing list. Four Chan did. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. They had a list where they would yeah, go, they would sense, find yeah. people and just start populating this ongoing list. And I'm like, oh, they would a hundred percent be populating yeah, profit to your list. And uh, Jesper asks who started the campaign, and even <laughs> and you don't want to ask. Guys, are, like you may not want to ask mm. that question. Yeah. Ooh. Oh man, that's a great. That means answer. him. And they yeah. did. And he I did. Im- immediately get the feel like I'm sure we all can feel this, but I'm like, all right, this seems like this might be escalate out of hand. Like, you know, I got an idea. Yep. Let's start funding the Mujahideen. How could this? <laughs> you know, yada yada yada. Or actually, what I read. That- 
makes I, so much sense. I want to say that I had that immediate like historical political thought, but my first thought was actually of Game of Thrones when uh, Cersei gave <laughs> Cersei gave power to the Faith Militant, and was I was just like, yeah, this <laughs> this is yep. this, this. How could you not know this is going to blow so back? Cersei. So That's Cersei. So Cersei. That's so Cersei. Um, so Cersei of you. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, we can we can all see that this might not go great. Might this not might go not go great. So uh, Greta Greta comes back and resigns, and I do this one, one little thing I did really really like, um, and they did not have to put this in, and I uh, is that Greta says I need to resign, and the first thing Jesper says back is Oh, did the operation not go well? And oh. and oh, so I got yeah. he's because I'm like Oh, he he's tracking that. Yeah. And like he, uh, and well, yeah, he would he would have that no yeah. idea. So. Um, I don't, I don't know why, but that popped into my head, and I was like, oh yeah, cool, good for you. Uh, but she instead tells him of there the are, truth. There are a lot of... Go ahead. The, no, the, the, but sorry, I just want to say that there are... So one thing I, I realized during this, this episode was there are a lot of what I was thinking as kind of extraneous lines and extraneous kind of oh, yeah? shots and details and stuff. I, I think, my theory, is that those are character building moments those are yeah. moments where we are meant to see okay how does this mm-hmm. what's what is that what is that reflective of the inner mm-hmm. character and so i think that moment that you're just, that you just pointed out it was yeah it's it it's a character point that says okay jesper is you know concerned he, he he yeah he cares uh, you know on a personal level about uh about his inner circle i also did um, appreciate it on a uh just tracking because often in one of these shows, when it's all intertwined and we are at the audience are learning more information to be able to track, like, oh, this person doesn't know this about, right. even though we've seen it, like, why would right. it? So that, that, that's also helpful to, to just keep track of that. Um, For sure. So uh, she actually tells him about the stocks, and, uh, where, and in order to handle this, Jesper calls Fritoff, and uh, <laughs> Jesper ma- just makes up a lie on the spot about her being Elizabeth. sick. Which, man, yes, you know, I just said, oh, Jesper's so nice, he cares about her. (laughs) But man, Jesper is willing to fucking do anything right now. But he did, he got that idea from her, though. I mean, he looks over at her, because that is exactly the line that she used, you know, regard to her granddaughter. So I think he was just inspired by her. But also, isn't that, like, I mean, I... It's a quick gambit, but it, I mean, I guess it's what, what's really the cost if you get caught, but it just seems so easy to get caught. Yeah. Because, like, it does what, seem, like yes. he has no idea who Fritjof is. So, I mean, like, I, I could easily see the world where Fritjof um, immediately picks up the phone and calls his mother and is like, oh my God, you're sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, that, and, well, that, well he's, that was her, her phone. That was her phone, yeah. And he oh, said, yeah, we'll talk uh, she doesn't want to tell you. Like, she doesn't want. This getting still, out. I still think it's it. It's I, I a, think mm. it's great. It's not great. No, yeah. he shouldn't have done it for sure. But yeah, I think yeah. it was a uh, it was a move that he. Do you think like, it's? Hey. Do you think it 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 um, huh? Do you think? What was the point of putting that in the scene rather than just having Jesper yell at him and be like, you know, we're gonna come after you for this? It's to, and and, it's set, to and then having yes, but like I'm saying, if you're the writer. And you can write in, write in, Jesper calling. You can have Jesper call and make up this lie about his mother, or you can have Jesper call and be like, "We're going to come after you unless you come home. And if you come home and give it up, I promise we're not going to do anything." Yeah. Like, why not do that? Is, is it to? I mean, is it like we need to show how Machiavellian and willing to lie Jesper is? 
Yeah, yes. I think, yeah, I think yeah, that's. I also, mean, I think this episode is uh, like I, we can talk more about this later, right? Yeah. I think like Jesper. I don't know. This episode, the next episode, mm-hmm. we're really seeing the full turn of Jesper. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. and this is—it's also like a—if he did make it the, the go at him, like the political roots, like you need to do what's right for the country. Mm-hmm. That uh, I mean, Greta already tried that yeah. tactic. She mm-hmm. already—he already shot her, shot her down. So I think he was just like, all right, well, this mm-hmm. is the one way. I know how people—I can pull at people's heartstrings. I can mm-hmm. get him to come, come here, you know. And and do the right thing, without explicitly telling him, you know, do the right thing. But he but he could have also just said, if you don't come back, we're gonna come after you and also your mother. Her career will be absolutely over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want that on your conscience? And like you could have played on that part of it, which would he, have been true. He seems he seems totally like whatever, mom. I don't. Yeah, but we meet. But I, I don't. Jesper has no idea who Fritjof is or any personality traits of him. So I, I mean, I mean, I mean, the, it, it worked. Like, let's. Yeah, uh, we don't worked. need to dwell too yes. much on this. So um, Fritjof announces that he's going to return, and Jesper holds a press conference to show that he will show mercy, uh, not show mercy to those who help the occupation, but people can come forward and return the money, which, as I've already said, I think is a really, really smart idea. Vold, mm-hmm. in the meantime, is watching this, and we see that the rebelling soldiers in the last episode get 20 years in prison. 20, 20 years, years in prison! Which is also like when Faisal and the other yeah. guardsmen on, on Melkoya from way early on yeah. got the 21 years, the maximum punishment. The maximum you can like get. The, the soldiers, Vold's people, keep getting screwed. Yeah, but so much oh, for yeah. that and, reduced and, sentence. Like, man, yes, but like... And yeah, reduce he he lied to them. Yeah. He, again, straight up lie, but he got them to do the thing. He he's willing to lie over and over again. No, I totally think that is so, a fair sentence, honestly. And and I <laughs> I really I really like that that you know, um the he sees the the headline, you know, uh service member gets gets 20 years mm. and he's like Fuck, and then yeah. the immediately we immediately see him with drives this, uh, out to with the acid drive out there. To, uh, to random guy in Norwegian countryside. Yes. We'll, we'll see what random guy does soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment, it's random random it is guy, random in, Norwegian guy countryside. in Norwegian countryside. Also, um, like, maybe he should just, just my opinion on old, like, maybe stop personally meeting with all of these people because it's yeah. easy to track you back to. Like, have a, you know, go, have a, have a cutout likes to or go something. For a good, he likes to go for a good walk and talk. He, he likes does, the walk He and loves talk. a good walk he, and talk. You see that? As we'll talk about probably next. He, he likes. He does. Fan. He yes, very very Sorkin in of him the Vestving. Um, so uh, we go to uh, so yeah he Volt talks to the Asa guy and then we get Benta Benta and the room service scene because my I love my uh, uh, what I, is up with her hair? She looks like Farrah Fawcett. What is going wait, on? Wait, what? With that, uh, I don't. Benta's I, hair. I, I did not and notice that's not anything. What I was on. focusing on. I. That was. The I first love thing that I was your like, reference is, is going? Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> yeah, um, that's great. It's the you know what I'm gonna. Yeah. Yes. I th- I, yes. I that's per- what I'm gonna go with. I personally like two things I noticed in this scene. One, how they translated Maya saying, "I craved an omelet." And I was like, "You go, girl. You crave an omelet. <laughs> Live your best life." I am this this episode. This podcast is very pro Maya. Yeah. Yes. yes, it is very pro Maya, and oh. that's what I'm. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look, I'm showing John Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> I am confirming that Farrah Fawcett has blonde, beautiful, flowing hair. Yes. 
I, uh, I don't remember what Bentus' hair looked like in this situation, though. So I'm it not, looks like that. It looks like that. Okay. <laughs> also, did you notice that? Uh, I guess Norwegian Norwegian doesn't have a word for room service. No, we do not. Yeah, what, what, it's just room what, service. Is it just room yeah. service? Yeah, yeah room they, service. they just said room service, right? Yeah. 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 So um, I feel really bad for Maya again, as always, because she gets chewed yeah. out by Benta, and poor Maya has no idea what's going on. Yeah. So, like, nope. all yeah, of a sudden no. she just can't She's in order. the dark. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, whatever. But Grandma knows. Grandma yeah, knows. Grandma's uh, like, I'll Thomas pay for it. I know. Oh, Thomas, miss that guy. All right, so oh, yeah. uh, Benta goes out with her fabulous flowing hair to meet Igor. Um, she tells mm. him that her assets are frozen, and he has her in a bind, and rather than negotiating further down on the price, he proposes to get uh, use her to get help um, for Russians who are looking for business opportunities in Norway. And yes, right. although she she thinks he's propositioning her to be an escort. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was uncomfortable. But luckily, well, he's... I mean, I mean, the way he presented is like, I need you to accompany me yeah, to yeah, yeah. some uh, meetings. Yeah, it's but like, it... well, um, yeah, that's that's how you. All right. That's how you begin a... Uh, that yeah, kind of that kind of conversation. But luckily, it doesn't go that way. Kevin speaks from great experience yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Well, she <laughs> she has to... So she's in a bind and kind of has to take the, the deal. Um, but we, we see right, how yeah. well she actually handles it during the, the dinner, um, which starts with the yeah. Japanese salmon story, which I don't know if you guys knew is a completely... Is a true story. Yeah. Is um yeah no it yeah the yeah. Nor- yeah. Norway intr- introduced salmon as, as part of the sushi, sushi to, yeah. to Japan, and I yeah fucking love this moment because <laughs> the because th- this guy is telling this incredibly boring salmon story, you know, and he's so proud of it, and the Russian dude is like. I have six mistresses. I've killed my business competitor to get better leverage in the Ukrainian market. And who the fuck are these soy boys talking about crazy salmon? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? But they're so proud. Yeah, like, fuck these guys. Like, they clearly, Russia's just like, oh my God. Like, stop with your absolute, like, boring story. They are, the Norwegian, there's a Norwegian word, uh, tepelhelt, and it, it is described a man. Who, who, if he's being really, really crazy, puts an extra lump of sugar in his tea. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> those guys seem like that to me. Like, ooh, I'm being a little naughty. I'm having, you know, <laughs> two muffins today. Yeah. And, like, the Russians are just like, what the fuck are these guys? Like, but also, also the Russians, their, their English is, is terrible. So yes. I bet they don't even know what they're talking yeah. about. Well, they try, yeah, so I we get that. Like, that trilingual conversation where Benta is acting as a go-between yeah. and helping with the recommendations, and the, but uh, she does yeah. like totally fuck the rush uh, the Norwegians by uh, by giving yeah, a, and she's just happy ha- to screw them over. Like yep. it's like no no here's how you screw them over. They'll get scared and then you'll be yeah. able to they'll pull out and you'll be able to control get, it all get anyway. The majority now. Right. How do you what makes what does that make you think of Benta? She, she's all about number one. She's because yeah. because yeah. at first my feelings are slowly like wow fuck you Benta like you're like but then I, I was thinking all right is my feelings so, solely told into some kind of national loyalty because really she she's just helping her client like her client is like how do I take it? she's now getting paid to mm. have uh, to provide advice to Russian businessmen who are trying to succeed in Norway yep. so she's just helping them but I think the the Norwegians are under the the belief that she's kind of a neutral arbiter that's trying to help out. 
So she's kind of fucking him over and taking advantage of that. Well, yeah, yeah and also, like, the, there's a difference between her advice, don't say that, that'll, that they'll, yeah, that'll scare them. That's rude, Like, yeah. that's, that's fair advice and, yeah. and kind of cross-cultural mediation type stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the advice... No, just manipulate the stock price, yeah. uh, which is cut, presumably illegal. Yeah, um, and, and and then they'll run away scared, and then you can buy it up for at a deep discount anyway. Yeah. So, like, there's a difference between giving some some cultural competency advice mm-hmm. and using your knowledge of people and what you know the the lengths people can go to mm-hmm. to advise illegal actions. Those are different things. Yeah, yeah. God, great, great point as always, John. Um, we go to uh, Lubia's yeah. escape at the the border scene. Which, oh my, oh gosh. my gosh! So they do the pass. Rolling the windows down. Yeah. So she's throwing oh, up. Yeah. Right. They do the passport check, and she is taken out. And I mean, I I'm like, oh, she I, is my heart fucked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they walk her in. They give her the water, and then let her go. And so I did yeah. you? Go, I was immediately yeah. like, I'm like, don't drink that. Don't she's drink de- it. Don't she's drink it. After they, so I didn't clock it. When they first handed it to her, oh, though I should have. Yeah. But after they immediately let her go, I was like, "Oh, oh I yeah, drink that. that you just and you gulped it. She drank the whole fucking thing. She drank the whole thing. Like she just drained it down. I mean, it's I water. Bet she was thirsty. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, what do you get? Yeah. I mean, like I don't blame her. You're in a. It's a so rough situation. They, so she immediately has some sort of reaction. Yeah, because she's that, some. There's some kind of. I like. I was like, oh, it's an abortifacient, and she. They're they're just trying to make her go into labor now to have a miscarriage. And yeah. like, Oh my god! Like, oh my god! And she, you know, she's she's bleeding in the car. She's calling Sidorova, telling them. Sidorova tells like, do not touch. Like, no, have no one well, touch you. And she rushes that, to Orsky. Um, well, and, but first she gets a call. Yeah, she gets she a call. Gets call. And, and then, that, that, oh, that Nikolai. Nikolai, call. and he's just, they know. They know, yeah. and yeah. she, which is, Bolts. that is bone chilling. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so she goes to, so Sidorova goes to Orsky, who is, is blowing out candles at three in the morning. Which I I, I choose because to think he's he, evil. Because yeah, but he's I choose, he's like, evil. he knew she's coming, because she's probably got her under yeah. surveillance, and he's like... Set the candles, I shall blow them out. <laughs> in, a, in a very dramatic spy way to assert my dominance. Um, and uh, so, so, so she, she tells... Uh, Did they teach you that in spy school? Absolutely. The, I'm pretty the sure that's like... candles so you have something to do when you're, contact, when you're uh, interacting <laughs> with your, your handler. <laughs> I, um, so she, uh, she tells him uh, that Russia gains nothing by killing her child. Um... Side note, I say it's super interesting to watch the tables turn on Sidorova. I like uh, yep. just like seeing the, the power and the swagger being on the other side. And yep. Great scene from them. Um, but instead, so Russia is going to uh, decide that, that, I mean, they have leverage over her now. Everyone's got leverage over somebody. And so they decide that they're going to start using her as a double agent to pass information um, to sources in Norway. Um, so this could be like the form of disinformation and control. And the mm-hmm. first person that they tell her that she's going to have to go over, go after, is uh, Petter Bjornstad. Yep. So, Petter. Yeah. So uh, yeah, in, in exchange, they uh, they'll be able to help take care of Lubia. Um, so Sirova, kind of over a barrel, has to go, and so she we go. She goes to Petter's campaign office. Oh, you've skipped. You've skipped. Oh. You've skipped at a very important interstitial scene where 
Maya wakes Benta up yes. and notes that Benta has red wine breath. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're absolutely Sorry, critical they're scene. Very important. Critical we'll, scene to the understanding of the characters. Like I said, character building, she gets drunk and her daughter has to wake her up. Yes, yeah. that was a super side essential note, scene. Side note, are you guys a red wine or a white wine kind of kind of guys? Red wine all the way. I'm usually red. I had some some great, I had a white, uh, white wine sangria last night and it was Ooh, delicious. Wow, so, good. How about you, Gero? White. Yeah. White wine? Yeah. Savage. Usually, usually like cab, cab sav. I am not a white guy. I'm a red, red, obviously. All right, I'm with you, John. No, you're uh, white. You're a white guy. <laughs> John's a white guy. No, guys, John's guys, a white guy. All right. <laughs> Everyone needs nothing. God damn it, Kelly. It's <laughs> like once an episode. There's this yeah. large. I'm like, God, fucking damn it. Why, why do we? Anyway, have... anyway. Petter's campaign office. We see uh, Petter's campaign video, and oh my god! Of course, he did biathlon. <laughs> yeah, and it's so of cheesy course, and so course. Norwegian. Is that like? Is that like Nor- Norway's uh, like baseball? Is that like their pastime? <laughs> yeah, actually, it is. That it, is it, cross country. Yeah, we don't anything we, where you ski flat. But also downhill. We no, do, but we like do you, okay you like downhill. crush and flat. we crush and also have flat. guns. Also and, guns. Guns. and also the gun cell. Um, yeah, and it's like... It is, biathlons are super hard. Yeah. Oh, Be, my God. To, yeah, like, have your heart rate going and yeah, then up, have to settle. Yeah, you have to and, raise oh. your heart rate and then, abs- like, drop it immediately. Yeah. And um, it, yeah. Uh, so we see that Petter won gold in the... Krasnoyarsk Olympics, which I guess there was a Krasnoyarsk Olympics in this in this world. Huh. Absolutely. So I, where, where is Krasnoyarsk? It's in the, the middle country? of Russia. It's like it's smack dab in the middle of Russia, uh, like uh, south of Siberia. They got a, they got one a new one pretty quickly after Sochi, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, so I was thinking about that because presumably I don't know how old, like Petter. I don't know how old Sochi is Petter supposed this? to be. That's what I say. I think it's a stand-in. Is it an alternative timeline to yeah, not say yeah. Sochi? Yeah, probably. Because that I, my yeah. thought would be he won I'm gold sure in Sochi and then he switched to politics. So presumably he's been in politics for a couple of years. Yeah. So I, maybe yeah, he, yeah. like so I I and that would in the timeline. So Sochi was 2014. Say he won there. He's 25, and then like 10, 15 years goes by. That probably is around the timeline that this show is maybe in. But uh, yeah, you think he's 40? No, I think no, he was no, no, younger no, 35. than 35. I put him at like 30, 35. Yeah. Like a very so he's like 20s. Uh, he's a young guy. In Is the there Olympics. a limit on how old you have to be to be prime minister? Maybe. I don't know. Gary. Young or old? I have no clue. Yeah, John? Okay. John? John knows. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't. I can look it up. All right. Um, here. Um, please I, do so. I hate... I can't remember if it's Sidorova or the guy who says in this one, in this scene where they say like, Norwegians just want to feel proud again feel proud oh, of their like country, and I'm yeah. like, I don't, mm, mm. Well, that's... I, I, in your... In, eh. No, wait, <laughs> that's some that? MAGA don't shit. They? I don't need that in my life. Well, not in, not in like, now Norway, but the, uh, we are is in Is it the a, following an occupation and feeling like you've been repressed for a, for a you know, two years? Maybe. Yeah, there's I something for the country to Dude, coalesce around. I don't know. Um... Yeah, I'm not, I don't so really the, quite get what his platform is, but we obviously see... Uh, I mean, like, a lot of what we understand of his his political platform is seen through knowing he has a Russian wife. Yeah. Slash girlfriend. Right. Yes. Slash whatever. All right. Um, so we had almost, almost done with the episode. Yeah, almost the end of the episode. So um, she blackmails him with the EPO, blood do- uh, doping results. And 
God damn it. Like, can someone in the yep. show not be morally compromised? Like, yeah, just yeah, when yeah, you yeah. give it, you give it, you reach it out, and then you take it, and I'm like, oh, the world is a complicated place, and there's lots of moral ambiguity everywhere, and I'm like, See, God you, damn this show. Your problem is you have faith in people. I know, it's, and I'm like, it, yeah. You really shouldn't believe Also, I find it ironic that this is in a universe where the Russians are incredibly good at uh, detecting blood doping and taking it very seriously yeah. when they just got banned for the past <laughs> two Olympics. <laughs> yeah, so well, when, when they do it, it's not illegal, but when other people do it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, well, um, so, so if you're Petter, my first thought is like, dude, go to PST, like, right away. Like, yeah, you're being blackmailed you by the Russians. Like, like, Russian, yeah. a Russian intelligence person is trying to blackmail you. Like, where do you, what do you hope you're is going to happen? You're not going to win the election. Yeah. yeah. And if yeah. you did, like, uh, then you're we, like... Sh show of hands, who thinks he did that? He definitely did. Who, he you think he went to BSC? Oh. I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. No one's raising their hand. Went to BSC. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Audio I think no I'm meant blood doping. I'm, I'm intuiting. Okay. Definitely do that. Are, are any of our listeners raising their hands? I'll wait. Oh, there's one in the back. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, oh, and our sound went out. <laughs> um, oh, we're back. We're, we're back. I hear you. Do you hear me? Yes. yes. All right. And we'll keep going. So uh, the next thing we got is Lubia. Lubia is fine now. With, so the Russians were able to give Baby's her fine. a drug to fix it, which like okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, like I, <laughs> that's, I'm that's like a on very edge. like old. There's old there's school, no like. Um, crime and, and spy things like oh you poison them let's give them the antidote well, well this fine. this but this show this show has abused me enough like has <laughs> I, I'm a little puppy and the show keeps kicking me because they're like look a nice thing that could happen and make you feel happy oh look Norway is winning and they're having a parade and then they're like Anita is dead she's been <laughs> shot and then they're like okay here's Petter this <laughs> nice guy who's oh no he, he cheated and then now they drugs. take this and now when they go up and they're like oh you were poisoned but wait your baby's fine everything's fine and I'm like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, yep. yeah, like, what and did you boy do? Boy, does it. And then, yeah, and, and well. so, and so then, Orski meets Sidorova and says that they've injected her with a poison. Um, how do you say that word? Ampule. 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 And um, and it will be used if they ever betray him. And holy fuck, this is dark. Yeah. Like, this is so like. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I have a thing about like yeah, it, it the idea of something being injected into me that could kill me at any moment. You know, as I imagine anyone would. And uh -huh. holy shit, I, I that it, I, putting it in a pregnant lady is like the darkest. First off, wait, no, okay, now Jack's just ranting. Is this even right. possible? Take a breath. Is this take, a thing? Take a breath. Take a breath. Can this happen at any take. moment? Yes, it can. Oh, Jesus. God damn it. We live, in it. we live in a terrible world. We're in a terrible world. This is the darkest timeline. Everything is This is, is the awful. darkest timeline. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then, but luckily, we get a much happier scene when Fritjof comes to the airport and oh, is and proud to be and back. he's going to give them money yeah, back. Yeah, everyone's going to be everybody just is happy. Yes, he was proud of happy. his mother. And then, actually, that was the end of the episode because it cut that out. So I don't know if anything else happened. Nothing bad happened. I think there um, I think you're wrong there. Uh, oh, what? The, oh, what? The, Did the, 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 the yes. hillbilly, the, the guy from Hill, earlier. The very the, the, tall guy. guy uh, and is still wearing presumably the same exact same clothes. Exactly, exactly the same, same that, yeah. that he met with Walden. Yeah. Yeah. So he has so ready this, access to uh, acid, goes up, throws it in, in his face, in Fritoff's face, and burns him. Mm -hmm. And yep. we, we see that, uh, so we also see Jesper watching this video, and 
they say that he, you know, he was active. We, they, he's told that the guy who threw the acid was active in the brand them campaign. Jesper looks understandably horrified, and that we know that anyone on this list now might be a target. Yeah. End of episode. All right. And that PR guy looks super guilty. Yeah. Well, oh well, well, yeah. So really quickly, yeah. can guys, can one of you explain this to me? Um, so Vol told the guy to throw the acid on Frithjof. What yes. yeah. following he so Vold saw that the soldiers got the twenty um the twenty year sentences. Yes. Um yeah. what what was Vold's objective by this? How does Vold how did how does this help Vold or hurt Jesper? Be, is is the hope that is he trying to force a wedge between making Jesper look weak and punishing these guys or or is this some blowback supposed to go into Jesper? Because I could I couldn't quite track how this helps Volt. I, I I think it I think it helps in like a, a, a in, in in the same way a terror attack works. Uh, it's yeah. a it's psychological. It's so you know, is it's the meant thought to is that pe- fear. yeah. The, so the, wait, is the thought that people are going to rally behind the guy throwing acid not around Fritjof, right? Like they're, not they're, people yeah, they're, are gonna, they're they're going to ra- rally around the yeah. the idea of holding. Uh, these people accountable because yeah because my thought first was like if you throw acid on this guy's face there's a lot of people who are like punish the profiteers this is wrong they benefit from the occupation who might see a guy getting burned with acid to be like oh wait no i'm not that's like, too much because or uh, like my thought again with the punishment stuff is that i the norwegians need feel like they want to see justice being done and if they have if there is faith in the political system to handle just justly and justly punish those who deserve punishment, then there's no reason for attack. But if there's not, if they see the institutions as co-opted or or not acting in in the best political interest in, in implementing justice, then they need to act outside the system with these kind of attacks. Mm. So right. I, yeah. I wonder if, I, I don't know if it, I don't know how the reaction is going to be, but under like, we get the feeling well, that Vold is, is gaining in popularity. I, so yeah. Right. And I Maybe. feel like most of the stuff that Vold is doing is just like, he just wants to stir the pot a lot. It's all yeah, escalation. Right. He just wants to escalate. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. whether or not yeah, that's exactly. a good yeah. idea. Create chaos. And, yeah. I mean, chaos, um, I, like chaos helps the guy with the gun. Yes, uh, it does. Yeah. To some, yeah. to some extent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, and, but also I, th- I, I'm not like, I think I, I, I kind of, I agree with that. I think he may just be trying to stir chaos. Mm-hmm. I think also he was just, really pissed after yeah, the yeah, yeah, soldiers yeah, yeah. Oh, got... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is an obvious... Tar- mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose he could have had someone attack Jesper, but that'd be a little obvious. Oh, yeah. Like, um, and he's protected. So this is an obvious target for his aggression. Oh, so that's like a good point, him. that maybe it's just... It's it's not a means to an end, it's an end. Like yeah. Maybe yeah, it's the yeah, end. Like this maybe guy. he just wants these people punished. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's yeah, got... Yeah, good point. He can't necessarily do it in a... In a an above board legal way, so he's sure. doing it this way. All right, a lot of extra judicial. Things. Yeah, extra. Yeah, Vold is uh, all about them uh, extra ju- judicial actions. So, um, let, why don't we get into who won and lost the episode? Yeah. So, um, anybody have one they want to go first with, or I'll go first because my winner is very closely connected to this last scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so my winner is the uh, time honored Norwegian tradition of shopping your quota. <laughs> Uh, because 
Wait, yeah. What? <laughs> so um, whenever you go abroad, when you come back home, you get to go to duty free, and you get to mm. bring in like it's like two liters of like liquor or twenty four bottles of beer. It's something. It, yeah. Me not knowing what the quota is is a sign that I'm not all that Norwegian. Um, and you really nope. should be doing it all the time every time you come back into the country. And Fritjof, and, and you can always tell, and you can always tell because, free? yes, because the bags have the same design and I've had it for years. So he comes home ready to like face punishment. His mother is dying. Everything is terrible. This is like the biggest sure thing in his life. But he's like, oh, I just need like, it's so much cheaper. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Okay. And no one could blame him for that. No, no one could blame him. And who's, uh, Gira, who lost the episode for you? Um, Maya. I just, Still the poor girl. <laughs> I just, I Maya. can't. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll jump in next with uh, my yes. winner. My winners are Ingeborg Dapkronata and Daria Exomsova, who are the respective actors for Sidorova and Lubya, because yeah. I just absolutely oh. fucking ah, love okay. them in this, and I think they're yep. great actresses. And I've been buying them all season, and I just want to give a shout out that I really, really like them. Um, yeah, and it's been it's, it's been a very big pleasure of this season to just see more from Sidorova and being given her. And I, I'm glad yeah. as an actress she gets that opportunity to. So uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. uh, loser, I didn't really have a quick loser, so I just said the left half of Fritjof's face. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of me. yes. That's, uh, uh, yep, so I'm just going to blow right by that and go to Kevin. What do you got? Yep, that's uh, actually that my loser is is also Fritjof's face. Um, <laughs> the him, same, him the him same in half? General is, yeah. this, uh, the other half. The, the, <laughs> yeah. Well, now the good half has to be next to the bad half, so it's like, Ooh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Is this a uh, uh, is this yeah, a an origin story for the face? Two-face origin face or a, story? Oh, yeah, two-face. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, so, so he's, he's my loser. Um, mm-hmm. I w- I'm gonna say Benta is is a winner. She okay, yeah. is ha- here. Here's hear me out. So she is super in debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets called up from uh, gets called by um, the um, what's that sound? That's Sorry. a helicopter flying over. Oh, there's a helicopter. The attack oh, has begun. Okay. Um, no, but she's in debt and then finds a way to get it. Like. Okay, I'm. I need to do what's best for my family. I need, okay, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna work with these Russians. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, you know, broker the the great deal for them so that I can get mm-hmm. this thing for Maya. Um, so I I think she's winning. I don't think she should be doing what she's doing. She's very mm-hmm. adaptable. She's but she's very adaptable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are my winners and losers. Cool. Uh, and m- mine are so the. I kind of struggle to think of a winner, but I'd go with the internet mob um, because oh, yeah. it seems to yep. be the most influential thing in Norwegian politics right now. It yes. causes like the the Stellux response causes Jesper to go after the profiteers, and then the brand them campaign kind of launches this attack, or at least it kind of uh, makes the attack possible. So the Norwegian internet very strong, very strong. Um, <laughs> and as far as who lost, I agree with you guys, Fritjof. Uh, he got bullied by his mother, lied to by Jesper, screwed out of his money, and a face full of acid. And so f- that hurts. Yep, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's really yeah. All right, let's uh, um, let's uh, move on to your uh, who's your guy. Do you guys have a, any uh, John or Kevin? Do you yes. have a guy for the episode? Uh, I already already spoke about mine. Polish Secret Service agent. Uh, (laughs) I mean, he he knows what he's there for. He he half heartedly denies that he is 
working undercover literally one time. She rebuts it, and then <laughs> he's like, "Okay, like, yep, he's like, yep, okay, yep. let's talk turkey now." Um, cool. Well done. Awesome. That's probably how that works in real life. Awesome. Um, how about you, Kevin? My, my guy is uh, Sidorova. Uh, oh yeah, why? Uh, she has been. Mostly for the same reasons you you explained um, okay. the, the the depth of the character, the depth of the the scenes that they're in, the what she has to go like seeing all of the the mechanisms that are, that are in place, like when she goes to the the quote unquote grad student, immediately okay. you know you dominoes start falling and you don't yeah. see them, but you see the see the end result when Lubia comes into the doctor's office and they're like. Yeah, are you even a doctor? And show, she, <laughs> yeah, she shows yeah. her the video. Like, the, uh, Sidorova's been putting in the work. She's been she's been yeah. busy as a bee. So, go, go, Sidorova. All right, girl. What do you got? Um, my guy. This episode, I think, has to be the the Russian spy guy in the church. Not because I like him, but because oh. he's terrifying. His flair for the dramatic. His flair for the dramatic. Mm. Um, no, I think he actually adds quite a bit. Cool. All right. Uh, my guy yeah. is is <laughs> is the awkward Norwegian salmon story guy, who get oh. who uh, <laughs> for, but no, no, for for one specific reason. Um, uh, <laughs> He, he, I don't know if anyone noticed. He gets left hanging during the glass toast at oh, the dinner. Oh, and he does. Oh, he gets, really? yeah, he gets even more awkward. So he puts his glass up. No one like taps his. No yeah. one clinks the glass. So he pulls it back. At which point the Russian guy puts his forward. So he goes again, and it's and he just kind of gets hanging, and it's super awkward. And I just like <laughs> I just sigh, and I was like, I've been there, bro. Like. Like man, yeah. I I, uh, I get That's it, I get it. it. So um, with Fair that, enough. we we move into uh, every episode. We rate on a one to five scale of something, and uh, this one, in, in keeping with the, the theme, um, I was gonna. I thought about doing craved omelets. I thought about uh, calmly blown out candles, but instead, we're we're gonna. Uh, since I was so taken by it, we are gonna rate this on a scale of one to five super boring Norwegian salmon stories. Ah. Like how so uh, so, guys? All how right. many how many boring Norwegian sa- uh, salmon stories would you give give this episode? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it uh, three, three three salmon stories. Yeah, well, uh, it, was, so it, it was. I I've been very liberal with my ratings mm-hmm. so far. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This, this in this similar as people as you talked about last uh, episode, it seemed kind of transitiony. There was just yep. like a lot of like I, I, the the uh, profiteer thing was just like an an a me, inner into the I don't know what I'm talking what I'm trying to say, but it was like on the way to something else. Yeah, this is all okay. building up to something else. So sure. yeah, that, that's kind of kind of did it for me. So three stories, boring Norwegian salmon stories from Kevin. Well, then I'm going to give. Then I'm going to give four and a half boring Norwegian salmon stories. Whoa! What's a half a boring Norwegian salmon story? No punchline. It's where Uh, you start it and you yeah you get to the middle and you stop. Yeah, Um, I thought it was great. I think like it's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of different emotions. I get a lot of I get angry and sad and scared Mm -hmm. and uh, I hope the babies arise. Yeah. All right, uh, John. What about you? Um, I I'll split the difference to some extent between the two of them and say three and a half boring Norwegian salmon stories. Mm-hmm. Like 
Kevin, I think it is somewhat transitional. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it was very, that's the world. It was very reactive. Uh, yeah. To mm-hmm. just like random, seemingly random events, but mm-hmm. it's it seems like it's setting some interesting plot lines up. So I've got hope for. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm you? I'm gonna jump on with John. Yeah. Three. I'm gonna three point five. But like the point five is a, is like verging on being a decent story, maybe, but but not quite. It's still boring. Like you're still waiting to, for it to get over. Um, but for the yeah. same reasons, guys, I think that uh, um, I, I I I do want to highlight. Love the like spy thrillery stuff. Really, really felt for Lubia in this episode. Uh, I, I like that, and I like the issues that it's starting to raise with the punishment of. Uh, of the the profiteers i find that very very cool um and i'm I'm very excited to see where it goes um i mean you've already said a lot about the the the, the, what holds it back is maybe the the transition of it but um uh, i uh i i'd still say overall very strong episode 3.5 yeah yeah okay all right well then uh with that we'll uh we'll close out the episode if anybody wants to email us it's occupiedpodcast at gmail.com and we will see you next for episode four june bye june bye bye Bye. a black and curled